You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. It won't be long now before Christmas and the summer holidays are upon us. It's a time when many families travel and children go a bit berserk. And when children are having a wild and fun time, it's often when they hurt themselves. Or overseas, if that's where you're going, it could simply be that they eat something that doesn't agree with them. So how do you prepare your first aid kit for an overseas trip? Sarah Hunstead is the CEO of CPR Kids. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I'm very well. When you're packing a first aid trip for travel, are you, this is you personally, Mm -hmm. thinking of all of the possible disasters that could happen? Is that how you prepare your first aid kit? Well, I'm kind of a glass half full person. Nice. Yeah, so really, I'm one of those people who goes, nah, we'll, we'll be good, we'll be all right, we'll be fine, even though in the back of my mind it's going, Sarah, you're in a first aid company. You know, you've got to be prepared. It's all about being prepared. And I will, but, you know, I will prepare. But my husband, he's like the worst case scenario. Let's walk into target when we're doing the shopping and scope the exits just in case there's a something like a <laughs> woolly mammoth that runs through and tries to kill us all balance in your relationship that's nice yes, yes it is good we complement each other well okay well put yourself in your husband's shoes for a moment what are the kind of things we need to be prepared for when we're traveling overseas like what do we want to have in our first aid kit so there's always the obvious kind of stuff. You know, you go and buy your first aid kit from the chemist or the supermarket. There are great standard kits out there that'll have everything from gauze pads to scissors to triangle bandages, all that kind of stuff that's in there. But really, when it comes to kids, there are some essential items that we really need to have in there. First of all, particularly when you're traveling and if you are going by plane as well, this is stuff that I recommend that you actually put in your carry-on luggage that doesn't obviously go under the plane because if you are on a 21-hour long-haul trip, you don't want to be thinking halfway through with a screaming child, geez, I really wished I had put that paracetamol in the the carry-on. So what do you need? Paracetamol or ibuprofen, whatever one, whatever simple analgesia works better for your child. Definitely, definitely, definitely the hydrolyte or gastrolyte because when they start spewing, if they're going to, or, or the trip to Brown Town, as you coined that phrase so beautifully. Me. <laughs> um, we really want to be able to keep them hydrated, particularly we can become quite dehydrated when we're on airplane trips too, um, or on car trips. So having the hydrolyte or gastrolyte, and what I recommend is that rather than getting the bottles of the pre-made stuff, get the effervescent tablets because they're light, they're easily reconstituted in water, and they, I reckon they taste pretty good, to be honest. I don't mind them at all. Other things at all, any regular medications that your child is on. And we need to think as well, you know, we think about the asthma, we think about the allergies, so maybe the EpiPen if they have anaphylaxis, but any regular medications and really think about where you are going. Because if you are traveling overseas, depending on the country that you're going to, you may actually need a letter from your GP stating the medications and the doses that your child is on so you are able to carry that on board. So have a How think about know? that. How do you know that? Oh, you know what? You can, Smart Traveler, 
is a fantastic website that's by the Australian government that gives you a whole lot of information on different countries around the world. So that's a really good resource to go to. If in doubt, get your GP to write a letter. It'll take five minutes. You know, I think it's a good idea. And the Smart Traveller website, does that also tell you what kind of vaccinations you may need to take? It sure does. Absolutely. So the Smart Traveller is actually a really, really good resource. They've even got a page about travelling with young children. And the best part about it too, which I particularly love, is that when you're travelling with medications, when you think about children, their medications are usually liquids. And what are we restricted on with international flights? liquids. So it's about thinking, okay, yes, I am traveling here. I'm not supposed to bring more than, you know, however many mils it is. And it really does depend where you're flying to and out of as to how much that is. So having a look at Smart Traveler, contacting your airline as well about what they allow you to bring on or the airport, what they allow you to bring through is really important. There are lots of exceptions for medications and baby food and baby formula so being aware of that is really important I don't know about you but when I was traveling before kids it was like you know you know seat your pants you know let's pack some undies and let's go (laughs) maybe you wouldn't even take the undies I don't know I'm a no I'm a bit more of an organizational freak I would definitely be taking more than my undies but I'm happy to go with this scenario it's obviously changed yes it has definitely I am that person who knows exactly the airports that I'm traveling through with kids what facilities that they have what my airlines allow me to take on board what they actually have have on board because some will have baby food and nappies and all sorts of things for you if you're lucky enough you might even fly one of those ones that have got nannies oh stop there are planes well you'd have to be going first class surely well i don't know i've just heard about this i have not experienced it in person (laughs) but you know you never know and also the other thing to think about is how long will you be at stopovers at different places too make sure that you've got enough of whatever it is that you need to bring and there is one more thing that i'd like you to take on board too and if your child does have allergies um, make sure you take an antihistamine as well as per their action plan so whether it's antihistamines, EpiPen, that kind of stuff. Make sure you've got everything on board with you. When it comes to the medication itself, what happens if, I mean, look, it'd be rare, I'm sure, but what happens if you run out of a medication overseas and you're in a country that is not English speaking? Because some countries will sell things over the counter that you would never get in Australia over the counter. Yep, sure do. And you don't want to be giving that to no, kids. No, you don't. You need to be a bit cautious about that kind of stuff. Uh, one of my daughters actually had an allergic reaction to sunscreen while we were overseas. And uh, she was. we were in Thailand at the time. And she was miserable. She basically broke out in hives all over her body. She was miserable. She was itchy. And we didn't have any antihistamine left. So we had to go to a pharmacy and basically antihistamine. And what I love these days, and this is the best thing in the world. So we took her to the pharmacy. The pharmacist saw we you know there was a little bit of English there itchy and so on they were able to hand us a you know a bottle of what I was hoping was antihistamine but of course it was in Thai I got out a smartphone with my trusty Google Translate on there 
And I was able to read exactly what was on the bottle and the dosage and so on. But you know what? If you're not medical, you may not have that knowledge of being able to interpret that. And there's some, you know, there needs to be some trust there. But the good thing is, is being able to try and find somewhere that is English speaking, because you never know, you may be able to do that. But especially in an emergency situation, always there is a 24-hour consulate, Australian consulate number that you can call that can provide a range of services from interpreters to um, help finding medical clinics to all sorts of different things. So it's really important. You know that little pamphlet that you got, a little book that you get when you get your passport that kind of sits in there that nobody ever looks at that's got all those numbers in it so keep it keep it don't throw it out yeah or just go to smart traveler do you have any final advice for parents who are thinking about going overseas shortly with children yes definitely and that is think about where you're going to sit where are you going to put the kids? It may be tempting to take that window seat all to yourself, staring out into the heavens, letting the kids do whatever they want. But it's really important. Never put a child in the aisle seat because even if you're ordering a coffee or the hot food is coming, everything gets passed over the top of them. When there's unexpected turbulence, things can fall children are very easily burned so it's a really good idea to have you sitting on the aisle so that you are receiving those hot foods and so on so that you can be the gatekeeper and the other thing too is be aware of little ones with those armrests that go up and down I have seen so many crush injuries from toddlers like really young ones playing with those seat mechanisms and getting their little fingers jammed oh mate you wouldn't wouldn't hear the end of that that's terrible oh no Well, apart from that, you're having a great overseas trip. So good luck if anyone's doing that. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for coming in. No problem. That's Sarah Hunstead. She's the CEO of CPR Kids. And CPR Kids now have online courses. So if you'd like more details, head to the links in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.